Thank you for joining us on History FM Radio on LiveParanormal.com and History.fm. From paranormal to the unexplained history, it all happens here. Looking to enhance your radio experience? Participate in live interactive chat 24-7 with our radio show hosts and other like-minded people on www.liveparanormal.com, the only interactive social chat room supported by full interactive media. Stop by now and join in on the fun. Dana Workman from Haunted Highway on Sci-Fi, and you're listening to The Ghost Host, Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. Boom. This is Bill Murphy of Sci-Fi Channel's Fact or Fake Paranormal Files, and you're listening to The Ghost Host, Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. Hey everybody, this is Rex Williams, the medic from Destination Truth, and you're listening to the ghost host, Sophia, on LiveParanormal.com. This is True TV's haunting evidence investigator, Patrick Burns. And ghost huntress author, Marley Gibson. And you're You're listening listening to ghost host, host, Sophia Temporelli. And Michael Perry. And we're here... Hello, we're here at the Ghost Host with Sophia Temporelli and Weekly Paranormal. Weekly, Weekly at LiveParanormal.com. <laughs> this is Stefan Brigatti from Pacific Coast Paranormal, and you're listening to the Ghost Host, Sophia Temporelli, on LiveParanormal.com. She rocks. This is Christopher Sanders with My Ghost Story on Biography. You are listening to The Ghost Host with Sophia Tipparelli on LiveParanormal.com. Hi, this is Professor Lloyd Auerbach, parapsychologist, and you're listening to The Ghost Host with Sophia Tipparelli on LiveParanormal.com. This is author Alexandra Holzer, and you're listening to Ghost Host Sophia Temporelli. Hi, this is Jeff Belanger, host of 30 Odd Minutes, founder of GhostVillage.com, and author of lots of your favorite paranormal books, and you're listening to the Ghost Host Sophia on LiveParanormal.com. Boo! This is Nick Groff, executive producer of Ghost Adventures, the original documentary in Ghost Adventures, season 1 through 10, and executive producer of Ghost Stalkers, author of Chasing Spirits, the building of the Ghost Adventures crew, and founder of NickGroffTours.com. You are listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temporelli, on LiveParanormal.com. Tune in. Hey, this is Zach Bagans from Ghost Adventures, and you are listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temporilli, on LiveParanormal.com. This is April, the psychic housewife in New Jersey, featured on the travel channels, The Holes of Files. I just wanted to wish my very dear friend, Sophia Temporelli, a very happy 11-year anniversary right here on Live Paranormal. Congratulations, Sophia. I love you and I'm so proud of you. 
That's right, it's the Ghost Host Show with Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. And congratulations, Sophia, on 11 years of broadcasting here on this network. And happy 24th birthday, Sophia. Yes, she just had her birthday on the 16th. And congratulations, Sophia, again, on 11 years of uh, broadcasting here. You've helped a lot of people through the years. And uh, couldn't be prouder parents, mom and dad. Uh, feel free to call into the show, everyone, 347-202-0316. That's 347-202-0316. Thank you, Rob Sarek, for providing this format each and every week. And all of our moderators, thank you guys for helping us at, at live events throughout the years. And um, thank you guys for all of your efforts uh, throughout the uh, making of this show. Today, we welcome back psychic remote viewer Rick Wade, author of both My Paranormal Obsession, One Man's Journey, the Awakening of a Seer, and now Rick's promoting in his latest title, The Eleventh Child. Everyone visit Facebook, Rick Wade. That's W-A-I-D. So Rick Wade, W-A-I-D. Um, Twitter, at Rick Wade 1. Instagram, at Rick underscore Wade. Uh, everyone, uh, Rick Wade's book, The Eleventh Child, is available through, actually all of his titles, too, uh, through Amazon and Kindle or wherever you get your titles. Upcoming, we have Paranormal Investigator Corbin Bentley next week, uh, next Saturday, the 25th. Also, too, Disney Channel's The Ghost and Molly McGee animated series producers Bill Moss and Bob Roth will be on uh, the 1st of April. And uh, we want to thank Disney Plus and uh, just the Disney Channel uh, for making it possible, too, as well. And it's it's gone viral. So if you go over uh, to Sophia's Twitter at Ghost Host Show, you'll see all everybody from there, all the Disney fans and everything, anticipating this one. Uh, the Digital Seance Initiative author Ron Yacovetti and uh, Paranormal Investigator Lourdes Gonzalez will be on the program on April 8th. Travel Channel Strange World host investigator Christopher Garitano, he'll be on the, uh, the 15th of April. So you don't want to miss any of these upcoming uh, uh, shows. So uh, we have people booking their uh, titles too as well. Uh, we're getting their dates secured. So like the ghost host, Sophia Temporelli, Facebook fan page to learn of the guests as we learn of them real time. And let's bring her in the studio here, trying to unmute her. There we go. Sophia, congratulations and happy 24th birthday. Thank you. Yeah, 24. Yeah. What, what was your favorite, what was among the favorite things you got for your birthday? Um, well, I got new bedding. Pretty excited about that, but that's backordered, so I got to wait till June. Check every day. Um, and Grandma got me this really cool snow jacket, which I really love. I, I mean, I saw it earlier because obviously I had to try it on, but it's super cool. I love it, even though it doesn't snow in California. Apparently this year a little bit, though. Oh, it's very cool. And also, your bedding is really yeah. cool. You always get really cool stuff. Yeah, well, congratulations. Yeah, it's black. Happy 24th. Yeah, 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 it's black. It's got tattoo designs and all kinds of things. But you got the you got the Twitters, you got all these different things. Where can people find you? I'm on Twitter at @tvtembrelli with one L and Instagram just @tvtembrelli. You know, I'm horrible. Yeah, and tell us about your guests. Today we welcome back psychic remote viewer and author of both My Paranormal Obsession, One Man's Journey, The Awakening of a Seer, and now his latest book, The Eleventh Child. Everyone visit Facebook, Rick Wade, Twitter, at Rick Wade one Instagram, Rick underscore Wade. Let's welcome him back into the show. All right, Rick, thanks for coming back on today, and congratulations on the title. Well, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. How you all doing? Hey, Rick, good. How are you? Thank you for coming on today. 
I'm doing great. Happy birthday. Actually, I'm running on low energy, but, you know, hey, I still have energy because I had a ghost hunt last night at the Bell Mansion in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Man, I'm telling you, if you ever get a chance to go to this place, it is amazing. It's so beautiful. Oh. I mean, it's just the atmosphere is amazing. The people are amazing. It's just It was a wonderful ghost hunt last night. We got some really cool and interesting stuff last night. Well, that's awesome. I mean, if you want to tell us about your investigation, you know, um, what did you kind of sense when you went there? And um, for everyone not familiar with the location, a little bit of its backstory. Well, you know, honestly, um, the thing about the Bell Mansion is, um, you know, I mean, everybody in the paranormal world has actually been to this place. I mean, there is pictures. Mm -hmm. Everybody's actually, that's, uh, you know, from all the actual major stars in the paranormal field have been there. They've taken pictures. They've actually had an investigation. Jason Hawes was just there not too long ago. So, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful place because it just seems like it's, it has not changed, you know what I mean, from the time it was built in, 19, like, I think, 1923. I think it's like 100 years old. Um, and everything inside is just immaculate. The woodwork is just unbelievable. I mean, there's fireplaces in almost every room. There's humongous, beautiful mirrors in every room. I mean, it's just, it's just a wonderful experience as soon as you walk in. And what's interesting is as soon as I walked in, I, I instantly started putting my, my uh, cell phone upstairs and started videotaping. And um, they had a, a thing going on last night where they had um, some yoga going on. And Well, the ladies left. There was nobody up there. And then finally everybody showed up. And then we can hear somebody walking upstairs. I got this all on video. We can hear somebody walking upstairs, somebody shutting the door, somebody talking up there. And we can hear them from downstairs. And what's interesting is you really can't hear anything downstairs when you're upstairs. But you can hear everything when you're, when you're downstairs. You can hear everything upstairs when you're talking. When you're upstairs, you can't hear anything downstairs. So we were hearing stuff downstairs and we should not be hearing it but we walked up there with the, mm-hmm. the whole and i'm telling you there was nobody up there we went from room to room and he talked about the place there was nobody up there but i kept all that on video and audio so it's just really really cool to have that much experience uh with something like that before you can get started absolutely i mean it's amazing you know just how locations are like you said you aren't supposed to be able to hear stuff on the different floors and you were hearing it. I mean, you really just go into investigations and it's so interesting just the things you, you would never expect. And, you know, honestly, throughout my time in the paranormal world, you know, I've been doing it for 17 years and I've actually captured some amazing stuff, some interesting things that, you know, I, I sent out to other paranormal investigators. I sent out to people to try to debunk it. And I'm telling you, they always come back with something like, I cannot figure this out. I don't know what you got here, but it's pretty amazing. And I think that's actually a wonderful feeling to have other people try to debunk it. They can't debunk it, and then they give you a, a two thumbs up, you know? I think that's awesome. Absolutely. And, you know, speaking of, as you were saying, you've been in the field for 17 years, but you actually are a psychic, and you're a very good psychic, but you developed your abilities later in life. Can you tell the audience kind of what drove you to want to develop your abilities and how your interest kind of all started? You know, honestly, it always goes back to the Ghost Hunter show. It always goes back to the mm-hmm. Ghost Hunter show. I started recording that show. I really wasn't even into it. But, you know, in my life, I was into ghosts and spirits growing up because my mom was into it. 
My brothers and sisters rented. They did the Ouija board. They did all that stuff back in the days in the 70s. So I was around that atmosphere. And, you know, it just never really, really, really clicked with me until I started watching the Ghost Hunter show. And I thought, well, I'm going to go out and try this. And as soon as I went out and tried it, things started happening that were not possible. Doors started opening whenever I'd asked it to open or close when I asked it to close. Or I'd ask for a knock, and then I'd get a knock. Or I'd ask for them to communicate by audio, and then they'd come on and talk. So things were happening for me. It's like they wanted to communicate with me. And the reason why they were, because they knew I was a gifted individual, and I could communicate back with them. But I didn't know that. Throughout my whole life, I didn't know that. I had nightmares all the time. Mm-hmm. And things, wondering, you know, people told me they were demons. He would told me they were, you know, bad spirits and stuff. It really was just energy saying, hey, Rick, wake up. Come on, man, let's, let's have some fun. Let's talk. Let's communicate. And as soon as I started watching the Ghost Hunters, not too much long after that, I stopped having nightmares, and things started happening for me. I started seeing things, started feeling things. It's an interesting story. Each one of my books kind of takes you through step-by-step of the process how I became a seer. And I'll tell you what, it's an interesting journey for sure to actually start from the beginning and read my first book, read my second book, and then I take you all the way back the beginning of my life with my third book. Well, I mean, it is just amazing, you know, you are such a gifted psychic. Um, What do you think helped you the most while you were developing it? I know you watched these shows and you started that, but I mean, there's so many people that struggle with developing abilities. What do you think helped you the most? I think the key was every time I went out, the spirits gave me something to say. Whoa, it kind of mm-hmm. like regenerated my energy. It kind of like regenerated my confidence. So it was awesome. Every time I went out, something new, something that kept my interest in that happened to me. And I think that's what kept me in the field, kept me excited about it. And I was never disappointed. No matter where I went, no matter what I did, there was always some kind of activity. Even when I wasn't ghost hunting, things were happening to me. When I would out, be out on my job, because my job, I deal with going into multiple different homes from all different kind of ages and measuring flooring. I would go into houses and then the lights would start flickering or a door would slam shut right in front of me, right in front of the customer. It would be shocking. I mean, slam shut so hard, like the whole house would shake. That's how it would happen. They were constantly mm-hmm. grabbing Attention, saying, Rick, come on, man, keep going, keep going, don't give up. And that's what was going on. That's why I was so excited, and that's why I stayed excited. And that's why I'm still excited, because I know every time I go out, I'm going to get something that's going to be interesting, something that people are going to want to talk about. Absolutely. And when you receive these messages, how do you, you know, communicate with the other side? Is it picture to images? Do you, you know, hear voices what how do the spirits relate the messages to you well you know honestly i had to it was to the point where i was actually being affected by the spirits and the ghosts and energies mm-hmm. that were found they were to a point where they started affecting my mind to a point where i was making mistakes at my job so i got to a point where i had to actually stop really really putting all my time and energy in and asking them asking them to um to um try to you know not not come to me as much and try to not put the information in my mind or, or push it in front of my eyes 
So that's what I was doing. So it got to a point where I had to actually tell them to say no. But And, and that's actually a good thing because a lot of mediums and psychics, they don't have this ability to say no. They don't have this ability to actually keep the energy away until it's time that you want the energy to come. And that's how I am. Over time, I learned to be able to kind of control the energy around me, control the uh, spirits. And whenever I want to connect with the past loved one, all I have to do is go to an individual. They have to ask me to connect. I will not go to anybody on the street or anything and ask them to connect with their loved one. I don't do that. That's their energy. That's their life. That's their private uh, place. I don't go in there. If they come up to me and say, Rick, you want to connect with me? How I connect with energy is if they want me to connect mm-hmm. with their mother, I need their first name. That's how I connect. They want me to connect with their daughter. I need the first name. That's how I connect. Now, I do gallery readings all over the place. So I can go in a room of 300 people, and all they have to do is to come up to me and say, Rick, can you connect with Jane? I don't need to know that they're their mother. I don't need to know that they're their cousin or anything. I just need their first name. Now, there's millions and millions of Janes out there, right? So how am I able to connect with that first individual that comes up to me and says, connect with Jane? But I do. I have that ability to actually connect with Jane's energy. And what I do, I'm not a medium. I'm a seer. So whenever I connect with Jane's mm-hmm. energy, I connect with Jane's energy when she was here on earth, when she actually lived her life, I would pick up her emotions. I might pick up things that she liked. I might pick up how she passed. I might pick up her illnesses. That's what I'm picking up. I'm directing. I'll call myself a direct connect reader. So I pick up direct connect detail about the individual. Now, if an individual wants me to connect with their energy, I do the same thing. I just say, what's your name? They give me their name, and I just start instantly connecting with them. And I think that's a wonderful gift. To be able to watch this, I just did an event not too long ago at, at a library. I do it at libraries all the time. I'll go in there, and I'll actually just start reading people left and right, boom, 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 boom. And I'm telling you, I just go from person to person to person to person. And it's amazing how all I need is just a name, and I can connect with that individual. I think it's a wonderful gift that was given to me. Absolutely. I mean, you really do pick up on such incredible stuff. I remember actually the first time I talked to you was on a different radio show I had called in, and you picked up on my my rat that had passed away and it was really weird because you said I see a small brown rat like Choco chocolate and my my rat's name was Chocolee and it's like there's no way you should have known that and and it's interesting because you know the stuff that I pick up really means something to an individual and sometimes I will pick up the last conversation sometimes I'll pick up you know, the last scenario that was going on or the last thing that was happening with that individual. So it really means a lot to the person that's asking for the reading to be able to relive that memory. And the thing is, I shouldn't know anything about that individual or about that name, um, but that's how I do. I connect. I feel that we have a system. I have a system myself. You know, other people might have their own system, mm-hmm. but I have an individual in front of me asking for a reading for their mother. I will actually connect with their energy and their mother's energy through their spirit guides. I feel I connect 100% through spirit guides. That's how I get my information. But it's downloaded to me instantly. And I think that's actually a wonderful thing. And I also, I do not ask ever do I ask an individual anything. It's just the name. And I think that's actually another way to validate me as an actual reader and, and and another thing what I do is I never look at an individual whenever I do a reading. Even mm-hmm. whenever I'm at, I look down. So that gives them another reason to say, okay, well, this guy's not looking at my facial expression. He's not watching me. And I let it happen in real time. I videotape them and let them experience 
that that wonderful uh, reading I'm offering them. But I'm looking at the ground at the time. I'm not looking at them. I just offer what's being given to me. I kind of like going into like a small trance, and I just start getting stuff. And I tell you what, it gets to a point where it's a lot of stuff, and people are like, oh, my goodness, there was so much stuff. I had to sit down here and think about so much stuff. And usually, even if it doesn't make sense right then because they're wanting certain things, it will fall in place. That's how it works with the reading. It will fall in place. They might call me back the next day or the next week and say, Rick, I can't believe it, man. You saw exactly what was happening with me in my life, but you you saw it a week earlier. So, And that's how it works. And I've had stuff come to me. A year later, people will come to me. You know, military veterans will come to me or actual doctors or uh, psychiatrists. People will communicate back with me and say, Rick, you know, it's just amazing how you see stuff and how sometimes, you know, it won't make any sense to me at all. But then it will actually happen in my life, almost like I'm part of that, um, you know, that, that mm-hmm. thing that's happening in the future. And I think that's wonderful. I do sometimes see the future. It's very rare, but I do see things in the future. And when it does happen, it is kind of – it's a pretty amazing for them to actually go back and read the actual reading I did six months ago or a year ago. And all of a sudden they come back to Rick and they send me a list. This is exactly what happened to me. This is exactly what you wrote. I'm just – I'm blown away. Yeah, you also predicted an earthquake where I live, too, a couple of years ago. So, I mean, you've picked up some really amazing things. I mean, the first time I talked to you, you picking up my pet rat was incredible because you didn't know me. I didn't know you. I was calling into a friend's radio show. And, I mean, it, it really just – there was no way possible for you to know about my rat, Chocolate. So, it right then and there, it's like, wow, this – guys really good we knew we had to get you on the show because it's just like your abilities I mean that's just incredible thank you and and the thing is what's so interesting is it doesn't matter what age you are whenever the reading if you come to me from a reading and I usually don't read people under a certain age unless a parent's there okay because you know it's very sensitive Mm -hmm. stuff sometimes whenever I connect with a person's energy I really go deep I see things I see private things I never really pull out anything bad about an individual. I just pull out things that might be um, something that they have on their chest or they've had on their mind or they've had in their heart, and I pull it out, letting them know that they don't have to hold that pain, you know. I'm there to actually see the pain and to feel the pain just as much as they're feeling it. You know, maybe not the same amount, but I can still feel that pain. I can still understand that pain. And I'll tell you what, that really helps an individual. I don't know how many times I've actually helped people that really wanted to end their life. That very night, and after a reading and talking to them, I got them to change their mind, you know, and and that's a wonderful feeling to be able to do that. Take somebody that's that low and build them back up to a point where they're like, they want to live again, you know? I think that's awesome. Absolutely. And, I mean, you've helped so many people, and with your abilities, you know, I – as someone that lives in a haunted house, it can be really difficult to navigate situations like that. Um, with your abilities, what advice would you give to someone currently going through home haunting issues? Well, honestly, you know, there's, man, um, if they're really having something like that, I would actually, there's ways, I mean, that you can actually check and make for sure, you know. A lot of times mm-hmm. there's so many things going on in a house. I mean, there's so many things that people, people bring stuff to me thinking that they're severely haunted, really, really bad. And I do a reading or I do a connection to their house or I look at stuff. And a lot of times it's just 
It's a lot of things that's going on that's natural that's going on, but they can't understand it or they're not seeing it that way. You know what I mean? A lot of times people will think something's paranormal and it really isn't paranormal. Um, but the thing is, if you really have a haunted house, test it. You know what I mean? Do an audio recording. Put a video camera up. Videotape some stuff. And people are doing it now left and right, the audio and the video. They're doing it left and right now. It's like everywhere. But just do that stuff. You know what I mean? Have somebody that actually is really into it or connected to the spirit world or are connected to that and have them do a reading or have them remote view. You know, I remote view. My friend Harvey remote views. He's really awesome too. There is people out there that can help you to actually understand what's going on. And that's all. That's what you need to do. You know what I mean? You have to actually put one, two, three together. Just don't think your place is haunted. Have somebody else come in. Have somebody else actually do the research and, and figure it out if they actually if there is something really going on. But a lot of people, once they start believing that it's haunted, some people are so stubborn that they will not accept what you offer. You know, if you tell them it's not mm-hmm. haunted, if you tell them it's just this, you know. I actually did a reading for a man and a woman. They thought they were being attacked by a demon. They were they were really scared. I mean, it got to a point where they didn't know where else to go. So they contacted me, and I did a reading. And, yes, it was an angry individual. It was an actual sister-in-law that was upset with the, the husband, okay, upset with the husband, how he was treating his her sister. So that's what it is. You know, he was uh, – that was going on. She was upset. She was causing things to happen. I described her. I described the birth date. I described her personality. Everything fit her sister, and she knew it was her sister. Mm-hmm. But the, the husband thought it was some kind of demonic entity, but it was just a sister that was upset. And spirits can get upset. They can actually do things, you know. Last night I had marks all over the back of my neck and on the on, on the front of my area. Now. And I, and I said to people, I said, well, listen, there's really nothing wrong with me. I got some marks on me, but I didn't feel anything, you know. And maybe even – maybe I did that myself, you know. I, you know, I might be scratching myself or something. We don't really know what, what, what really is going on unless we actually are videotaping the whole thing, you know. Maybe I did do the scratch on the back. Maybe I did do the scratch on the, on the, on the front. Being a little nervous or not having any sleep in the last couple of days, you know what I mean? That can really happen, you know what I mean? And then we look at it and say, oh, my goodness, that's a demonic – possession or he's being you know he's being scratched really bad and that's really what it is i wasn't feeling anything negative at the place last night i wasn't feeling anything bad i've never really been attacked uh by any kind of energy i've never ran into a demonic possession that most of these people say that that's going on i've been into a lot of haunted locations they say that there's demonic activity i've never seen it never felt it when i go to places i bring positive energy out but a lot of times People are mistaken, thinking it's a bad energy, and it's just a loved one trying to reach out and saying, listen, hey, I'm here. Hey, you know, talk to me. I'm going to move this picture, or I'm going to do this, or I'm going to knock on the door. I'm going to make this loud noise, and that's really what it is. A lot of times, it's just our loved one trying to communicate, or it's a loved one that's kind of upset, and they're still upset when they were here. They're still upset on the other side. Absolutely. I mean, it's amazing just you know the ways in which you know humans perceive hauntings and stuff whether it can be debunked easily or you know a ghost just trying to get your attention and then you automatically think it's something trying to harm you when they're just like uh how else am I supposed to contact you because I'm kind of you know deceased right now so it's 
it's amazing the way just, you know, humans either rationalize stuff away or, you know, don't see what's easily in front of them because of confirmation bias or something like that. And they do. They get frustrated. I'm sure our loved ones get frustrated. And I mean, just think about mm-hmm. it. What are they are? They're there. They're watching you. They're really doing stuff. They're knocking things over. Because I, and like you said, when I first started, things would happen right in front of people's eyes, and they wouldn't even pay attention. Bifold doors would open up. And that's really weird. Or they would close right in front of people's eyes, and they would not see it at all. They're just, they're not into it. You know, they're not into it. They're not into the spirit world. They don't believe in that stuff. And if I'm a, if I'm a loved one trying to reach my brother that, you know, is 100% against it, you know, I'm, I'm going to bug him until he actually realizes, hey, you know. And that's what's interesting about me as an actual reader. And when I go to these ghost hunts and these events and stuff, always the skeptic are turned around and they are believers. And I think that's a wonderful thing for a reader or a person in the paranormal. I take people to a ghost hunt and they will actually believe after they leave my ghost hunt because of the audio voices I get or the actual direct real-time voices I hear and then it's actually played back on the recorder. See, I have a, a, a different gift than a lot of people. I can go into a haunted location and I can actually hear spirits in my left ear talking in real time and I'll explain to people, I just heard this set on in, in real time, and you'll play back the recorder, and there it is, so they can hear it. And I don't know how this works, but I'm hearing at a different frequency than they're hearing because I had bell palsy when I was younger, and it created something, a um, little special hearing in my left ear where I'm hearing at a younger age frequency and then in my right ear an older age frequency. So a lot of people that are older are not hearing that frequency, so... They can, I can play the recorder back, and they still won't hear it no matter what. They're not going to hear that frequency. So, But if I have a young person come in and I play that recorder for them and, and explain, they will actually hear that frequency because they're younger. Their hearing is younger. And I think that's awesome I'm able to hear it at a different frequency than a lot of people at my age. Yeah, I mean, it's just incredible, you know, just everything about the spirit world because there's so much we – have figured out when it comes to frequencies or, you know, even just the parts that we haven't figured out. And I think that's the fascinating part about investigating is just figuring out, you know, what works, what doesn't, what people can hear, what they can't hear. And, you know, just keep moving forward with research like that and communication like that. I know we have to take a quick commercial break, though, but we'll be right back with more questions and some callers. It's the Ghost Host Show with Sophia Temporally on LiveParanormal.com. Today, we welcome back psychic remote viewer Rick Wade, author of both My Paranormal Obsession, One Man's Journey, The Waking, uh, Awakening of a Seer, and now Rick's promoting his latest title, The 11th Child, which we'll talk about when we get back after break. So everyone visit Facebook, Rick Wade, Twitter, at Rick Wade one Instagram, at Rick underscore Rick uh, uh, at Rick underscore Wade, and the 11th Child is available through Amazon and Kindle or wherever you get your titles. The Ghost of Show with Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com, and she said we'll take your calls when we get back. Hi, this is Dustin Perry, the Paranormal Rockstar, and you're listening to The Ghost Host with the most Sophia Temporelli, only on LiveParanormal.com.
Thank you for joining us on History FM Radio on LiveParanormal.com and History.fm. From paranormal to the unexplained history, it all happens here. Looking to enhance your radio experience? Participate in live interactive chat 24-7 with our radio show hosts and other like-minded people on www.liveparanormal.com. The only interactive social chat room supported by full interactive media. Stop by now and join in on the fun. Bagans from Ghost Adventures, and you are listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temporilli, on LiveParanormal.com. Not only am I Dave Schrader, but I'm Dave Schrader of Travel Channel's The Holzer Files, and you're listening to <laughs> Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. I feel left out. I wanted to throw myself into your mix of, of voiceovers now. I love it. You know, uh, it's almost like we didn't leave break. Oh, poor Dave left out of the audio bites. Uh, bringing Sophia and Rick back into the studio, trying to unmute. That usually means, yeah, we do. We have a lot of uh, audience members today. Rick, while I'm unmuting you, is oh, there we go. We got you. Um, uh, anything you sense or feel about Sophia during the course of the show? Well, you know, the thing is about it, you know, I mean, what's, what's interesting about her energy is I think she honestly has changed. Her energy has, you know, I, I feel like, I think her maturity has has grown. I think her understanding of things is way more clear for her. Um, that's what's being given to me. Okay, she is actually. I feel she's moved on to another step um, in her life, um, in her in in the way she actually, like I said, perceives things, understands things. So I, I feel that that she is. Like I said, we all have these certain steps we have to move on. I always try to push people to the next step. I think she's actually made it to the next step. I think she has a clear understanding of what's going to be happening with her future. I think she has a clear understanding of what's going to be happening with her career. Okay? That's being given me. Also, as I connect more with her, she has something uh, that's being given me. Also, like, I still feel, though, with her energy, she's going to be bringing more people together. There's definitely something here about putting something on. It's almost for, it almost feels like she's a, like she's a lead person at like a big concert, and she's kind of bringing people on the stage. You know, I feel like she's going to be bringing people together to do something wonderful in the future. It almost feels like it's something that's going to be maybe a little bit out of her, out of her, her comfort zone. But I feel she's going to actually excel in it. But I do feel that this is going to be happening here in the near future, where she's going to be putting her hands a lot more into stuff that actually she's going to be enjoying it. She's going to be excited about it. And I think that's wonderful because I think she deserves it. Okay, she has been really working her herself very hard to get where she's at now. And I, like I said, I think she's being noticed here and there, but I think she's going to get into something that's actually going to be, I think it's going to be actually not only bring her happiness, but it's going to bring her some money. I feel there's going to be money coming down the way. I feel it's going to be, and I, I ain't saying a huge amount of money, but it almost feels like it's going to be to a point where she's going to be kind of paid for what she's doing, you know what I mean? And I think this is actually a wonderful thing that this is going to be happening for her. And I just I just see the sky's the limit with her, okay? And I think that's actually wonderful because I think she's had a pattern in her life. She's followed a certain path, and this, this path is going to finally start paying off to a point where she's going to be really happy. And I, and I like that, okay? I like that. 
and you guys have done a great job raising her and actually getting her to this point. But I feel there's something actually in the works that's going to be going to actually going to going to just like fulfill her, fulfill her need, fulfill her life. I think that's wonderful that that's going to happen. And I do see something to do with a name. Whenever I say a name, like a name on a brand, a name on something. I see her name, put it on stuff, okay? That's being give me, and I think that's kind of cool. So there's going to be either some stuff that's going to be, like you said, with her name on it, um, that people are going to start buying, or people are going to start giving, you know, uh, or putting it out there. It almost feels like there's going to be some kind of circulation of her name more now, but it's going to be on stuff, like either on T-shirts, either on, um, I don't know if it's in a, in, a, in a book or something, but it seems like there's going to be something here where she's going to be more recognizable than what she is now. It's being given me, okay? Uh, that's another thing to give me. And also, as I connect with her, she is, she has this wonderful energy to actually keep going no matter what. She always overcomes stuff. And I think that's actually one of her strong points is she's able to have a bump in the road and she still gets over that bump and moves on. But that's what I feel. I feel her name's going to be spreading out there. I feel her her wisdom, her understanding about that. I don't know exactly what she's going to be doing with this, but I just feel it's going to start growing for her. It might be slow at first, but I think it's going to actually do good. I think it's going to do good, and people are going to be interested, okay? But it almost feels like she needs – it almost feels like she has a story that needs to get out too. It would be wonderful if you can get this story out to people because I feel she's been in this industry for a long time. And it's time for a book, too, that would be actually helpful for others to understand what she has done. She has an interesting story. She's met a lot of people. Put that stuff down there so people can actually grab that information and read about it and understand what they need to know about her. So that's what's being given to me. Well, Rick, I can honestly say that's amazing. I know last time you were on the show, you actually said that you felt like I was going through a lot of changes and that I would be kind of going through like a metamorphosis. And um, now you felt like I have changed. And I can definitely say as a person, I I feel the maturity. Um, I mean, I'm still a giant nerd, but like, it's, yeah, I mean, it's amazing someone with your skill set just being able to, you know, feel the changes that I know I've gone through. Um, you know, it's a lot has happened recently just in my personal life. And I feel like it really has given me just a different outlook on life and the afterlife in general. And it's just interesting that you were able to pick up on that as well. And and I tell you what, you, you are, you just got this glow about you. You know what I mean? You got this glow about you and I, I like that. Uh, this glow about your energy, and, and people notice that. You know what I mean? People will always notice that. You have that. It's just, it's just that glow that people pick up. And people pick the same thing up with me. I have that crack in my aura that people see a little brighter light than, than other people. But you have that too. You have like a glow around you, okay? And I, and, and that and just the, the whole about you, you know, your whole energy, your the way you talk, the way you communicate, your personality, all that's in there, you know what I mean? You have that, and I think that's a wonderful thing, and a lot of people don't have that, and I think that's actually what's going to help you to keep growing and keep actually being very successful. Well, I mean, thank you um, for, you know, saying all of that. <laughs> Just turning 24, it's always great to hear that, you know, you're progressing in life and not degressing. <laughs> I talked to Harvey. Yeah, Rick, she was, 
going by. Oh, go ahead. Oh, my. Oh, yeah, we have a caller here. Like, we want to ask about your book, too. We don't want to let time run out on everything. Are you okay with the caller real quick? Oh, yeah, go ahead. Okay, yeah, we have a Minnesota caller. Yeah, um, 218 area code. Hi, what's your first name? You're on with Rick and Sophia. Hi, my name's Maura. Um, yeah, so I'm calling from Minnesota, but I'm just wondering. Oh, sorry. I just want to say it was really interesting listening to your story and how you were younger and how your ears, you were able to hear higher things. Like, that's really cool. When I was little, I was in a very active house, and I saw things that terrified me um, all the time, but then one day it just stopped. So I stopped seeing stuff like that. And I, like, I'm trying to, like, get myself to see stuff like that again or like turn it on but I think I'm too scared and so like I don't know what to do well the thing is about that it's just interesting because I had the same thing growing up you know I thought I was seeing demons on those limbs outside or I thought I was seeing demons and stuff you know and it really scared me you know what I mean it's just over time I had to understand my own self I had to believe in my own self I had to be shown and on the other side, there is energies, there's helpers out there, there's spirit guides, there's guardian angels. You need to call upon them. They will be there for you. They are there. They're always there. So if you want your eyes to be more open, that's what I had to do. I honestly had to pray. I honestly, when I first started, I could only remote view. Then I prayed to God. I said, dear Lord, please let me, let me connect with people's energy. And then I started yeah. connecting with It's like a time. We have to do so much in each stage of our life before we're allowed to be able to see things, to be able to feel things. And if we stay on that path and we keep believing we can, it will happen for you. So if you're wanting this to happen again, you want to be able to see stuff, it will happen for you. But you have to believe it and you have to ask for it daily. I'm telling you, it really does manifest when you do it that way. Okay. Yeah, thanks for the call, Maura. Yeah, we have a um, Jersey caller, too, as well. Um, a Jersey caller, 201 area code. Hi, what's your first name? Hi, my first name is Jackie. Yeah, Jackie. Oh, you're on with uh, Rick and Sophia. Okay. Uh, am I able to ask a question, or I thought you just yeah. using my name? Uh, I, I have a question about remote viewing in um, my mother's house. And I'm, I'm trying to actually move to the house, and I want to know, like, really what's really holding everything up. It seems like there's always something stopping it from happening. So you're, you're saying you're actually looking to get your mother's house, and you want to know why there's so many, you know, it's obstacles. Taking obstacles. Obstacles, okay. delays, distractions. Well, let me explain something to you. There is always – there's reasons for everything, Okay. Now, maybe right now you might feel that, hey, this is the right thing to do right now, but maybe on the other side, maybe the spirits, the energy is saying maybe this is not good for you right now. Um, and that's what usually happens is it will happen when it needs to happen because it all will fall in place. And that's what usually what it is, you know. Um, so maybe right now, even though you think that you, you know, you're ready for this, maybe your, your guides and stuff are saying no, and that's why they're putting those obstacles out there. And I think that's actually really how that works, okay? Same with my energy. 
I have the same thing. I've never really, really went super, super famous because it would honestly kind of hurt me with my job and I'm kind of protected. And you're protected too, this being given me, okay? But what, what I keep hearing with you though, give it a little time is what's being given me. As I hear from the guys, give it a little more time. It almost feels like there's something with your energy. It almost feels like I feel some almost feels like um with your energy I feel some kind of blocking going on. And what that usually tells me uh, whenever somebody like that, you know, almost feel like I'm feeling like you you have some more even even without this, you still have some ups and downs that you're dealing with, or you still have some things in your life that you're dealing with. It almost feels like everything has to kind of flow a little bit better for you before this actually will happen, what's being given me, okay? And I hear two to three months, and that's what's being given me. So I hear two to three months. I don't know if that's exactly when this is going to happen, but I hear two to three months it's being given me, okay? Uh, that's another thing, but it almost feels like uh, there's something also in your energy that's actually almost feels like you're actually kind of struggling in more ways than one, or you're going through something that might be affecting your energy right now. Also, as I connect with you, I pick up something about your health that's being given me too. So it almost feels like you're kind of stressed, like your energy stressed. I, I hear with your energy, you're stressed. I feel like, you know, it, it almost feels like you're tired too. It seems like your energy's tired because you're giving and giving and giving, and it's just not happening for you. And it kind of wears your energy down, and it wears your mind down. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. It does. So what I'm work in life, yeah. What I'm suggesting yeah. for you is just take it off the plate for right now. Take it off your mind for right now. Let your inner energy heal, and I'm telling you, it's going to start flowing, and it's going to actually, it's going to happen for you. But it's just almost like, like the guardian angels are protecting you right now because it, if you just go into that, I think you're going to have some more issues. Okay, and you don't want to do that right away. I think you need to heal. You need to get things more with your own energy, and then finally it's going to actually happen for you, okay? That's what's being given. So oh. give it a little time. That's what's being given. Okay. Are you able to read my husband's energy? What's his name? Ainsworth. His first name is Ainsworth? Yes. Yeah, I can offer a real quickie. Um, as I connect with this energy, there's something here about this guy. Um, the first thing that's being given me about his energy, you know, honestly – I feel that there, there's a lot of love for this, this person, okay? There's a lot of love for this person that's being given me. I, I feel as I connect with this energy, I feel a really good person's energy, but it almost feels like this individual has went through a really – either a rough time or really has not had the best life growing up that's being given me, okay? seemed like there was a lot of struggles. seemed like there was a lot of uh, either not so much confident in himself or maybe he was actually talked down to. Okay, as I connect with this energy um, that's being given me, okay? Also, as I connect more with this energy, it almost feels like to me like he needs to actually believe more into himself, okay? He's got to believe into himself, uh, believe in himself is what's being given me, okay? Something here about a little bit low self-esteem or low confidence in himself. He's a really great person. He needs to actually say, yes, I am, I am, I can do things. I actually, this will happen for me. He needs to actually manifest these things too is being given me, but it almost feels like he's had such a kind of up and down road that it actually took a lot of his energy, okay? Took a lot of his confidence, took a lot of his pride that's being given me, okay? That's another thing that's being shown to me about him. But he's a wonderful person that's being given me, but it almost feels like to me, like, just seems like he's got a lot of few things go that's actually kind of been haunting him or been actually pulling at his, his energy. I, I feel he's had some stuff in the past that keeps keeps coming up. And it keeps affecting his energy. Not, I don't know exactly what this is, but I just feel 
stuff gnaws at his energy and pulls him down into a lower vibration where he doesn't feel good. He, he's not happy. He's not, you know, the uppy person he could be, uh, this being given me, okay? That was just some little stuff that was given to me, okay? Yes, he recently had a stroke, but he's able to walk and stuff. But he's going down. He can't work. And, he's and, used and, to being a provider. Yeah, and he did have a rough life. Right. Him, but he's a good person. So it makes sense huh. what I was offering. Do you see him getting better, or at least his energy at least getting better as we move down the road? Well, the thing is, you know, everything takes time to heal, okay? It all takes time to heal. And we just have to actually believe in it. We have to pray to God. And honestly, I do a lot of praying myself. Believe in him. God, he will heal. He will actually help. He will actually move you in the right direction, okay? We just got to have faith, okay? And I think sometimes he loses that faith that's being given me, okay, because of what has happened to him, okay? But you just got to keep believing. Things will happen. Things will actually move on. But there's that another two or three months I see, okay? So now I'm okay. trying to understand. I'm starting to understand what's really going on with you. And this is what I was seeing. It's all happening with you and your energy and your family. All that needs some time to heal. Once that happens, things are all going to fall in place. Okay. Yeah, thanks Thank for the call, Jackie. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, thank You're you. welcome. And all our all our prayers for him to get better. And, and Rick, tell us about the book. Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, the book, I actually wrote that book thinking, uh, you know, I started out my journey, and I had a lot of interesting things happening to me from my childhood. I started out, my mom was very poor. She was on welfare. Uh, we lived off of Social Security checks and food stamps. We moved a lot because she could not afford to rent. A lot of times when it was time to pay rent, we didn't have no money. So she couldn't afford to rent. So we got kicked out a lot. A lot of places we get kicked out, we'd have to move to another place, begging another landlord. My mom would always do whatever she had to do to try to take care of her family, but she would beg another landlord. Or she'd actually get into a situation where somebody would actually let her move in um, for free right off the bat, So which is wonderful. So I would actually go from place to place to place. And this book is about me growing up. This book is about my memories of what I remember as a kid from house to house to house, from school to school. And I moved to a lot of houses. I, I went to a lot of schools. It talked about, the book talked about how I got teased, how I got picked on, you know, how weird things happened to my family, how they were all into spiritual, you know, they all into spiritual, like doing the actually Ouija boards and doing the actual um, um, seances at tables and stuff. All my family were into that. Weird things happened to my family during this this process. I, I feel honestly a lot of times that whenever I was younger, energies were actually around me the whole time because my family brought those energies around. You know, were they good? Were they bad? I don't know. I had a lot of bad luck growing up. I had a lot of uh, kids beat me up growing up. This book is about me being who I am, how I actually got out of situations, how I got out of being treated so bad in schools, how I got out of being growing up with only one pair of pants I wore for the whole week, every week. I mean, my mom, when it was time for the next school year to buy clothes, we didn't have no money. So I had to wear the same clothes as I did last year. I mean, I didn't have the money and everything like other people. It, and the book talks about my nightmares growing up. The book talks about how... Um, I honestly thought I was being attacked by evil demonic forces growing up as a kid because I was always taught that. You know, my mom read the Bible daily. She would actually sometimes get to a point where she would actually 
take the Bible and hit me in the head because he thought I was actually having real demonic connection with these energies that were actually around. I'm screaming, running through the house. But at the time, she didn't really understand what an, uh, you know what, what was really going on with me. I was having these nightmares all the time because she was actually bringing a lot of the nightmares in by telling ghost stories. She would actually go out. She was a really funny person, but at the same time, she would go out. She would put a sheet on. She would go out in the woods. She would come in howling from the woods. She was, she was always scaring us as kids, and I was a very young kid, so it kind of affected my mind. It really affected my mind to where I couldn't sleep, where I was having nightmares, where I was always wetting the bed. I mean, it was really, really – I mean, I had a great childhood, but at the same time, I was really – had a lot of trauma going up, growing up because of well, how my mom actually did things. And my mom – I never had a dad around growing up, so I grew up without a father. Uh, so that was another rough thing, you know. I grew up just having a mother. And I had, you know, I had ten brothers and sisters on my mom's side. I have ten brothers and sisters on my dad's side. Later on in life, they got together, and they'd already had all these kids. And then they had me. So I have 20 brothers and sisters, which is amazing. And I talk about my brothers, a lot of stories about my brothers, a lot of my sisters. I even talk about, you know, how we were so poor, we would go to the dump here in Grand Rapids. We'd go to the dump. And look for food. We would go there and we'd take trash bags and, and we'd go through other people's trash just trying to find, you know, maybe a, an old box that's expired that companies would throw out or maybe a bag of candy that would be out there. We were that poor to where we had to do that to survive. And, and, and even growing up at, at an older age, you know, I mean not an older age but a younger age, we, and it's kind of sad that we had to steal, but we did steal. We would steal and go to cornfields and steal corn and bring it back to the house, other people's stuff, because we had no money to survive. And I'm telling you, it's not a fun thing to go hungry. And I went hungry a lot growing up as a kid. And I remember it, how bad it was to a point where I would eat a sugar sandwich. That's all I'd have all day long It'd just be a sugar sandwich and there was nothing in the house to eat. And it was really hard because my mom couldn't make any money. She had a bad heart. So, you know, whenever the food stains ran out, we just had to survive on whatever we could. Um, so the book is kind of just taking you through every step of my life and my in my childhood from house to house. Everything's kind of based on a house. So my first house that I remember, my second house I remember, all the stories that's connected to that house, all the paranormal happening that's connected to that house. There was always spirits and energies around us connecting because my mom was a medium. She was able to connect with energies. My brother was a medium. My sister was a medium. They're all, they were all able to connect with spirits and energies, and that's what it was. In each house, there was always energies doing what people are, what's happening right now. They're, you know, you're hearing knocks. The doors are opening. You know, the lights are turning on. This all was happening, but in some of my stories, we were actually being touched by spirits and stuff. So in this book, you'll hear every step of the way, every house I lived in, the stories, the experience. That's what you're going to read in this next book. And it's interesting because, I mean, it's, it connects with so many people. Everybody's read it so far said, listen, that is so much my childhood too. I had kind of the same childhood. So it's a great book to actually connect with your own childhood and your own experiences. So I think it's actually a wonderful thing that is reaching people now and people are actually, you know, I've got, it's a five-star book right now. It's got 15 reviews and it's growing and it's a wonderful book. Uh, It's about my life, you know, how I became who I am. And people are amazed. One thing they say to me, I'm blown away how you turn out to be the nice guy you are 
from listening and, and, and reading your book and how you went through so much stuff and you still turned out to be a good person. And I think that's the number one thing that they actually talk about. You know, I went through a lot of stuff, but I still am able to be a kind person to help other people and do things positive in my life. That book, The Eleventh well, Child, is available on Amazon and Kindle. I'll go ahead, Sophia. It's amazing just everything you've been able to overcome and all the people you've been able to help. Um, we're running out of time today, Rick, but we'll definitely have to have you back on in the future because I definitely had more questions. But I want to thank you so much for coming on today and for taking callers and um, just for all the work you do in the paranormal. And congratulations on your latest book release. Well, I thank you both very much. I really appreciate your time, and you guys are awesome. <laughs> Thanks, Rick. Awesome, have a great Rick. weekend. All right, you too. Thank you. All right, we'll Bye. talk to you soon. Fantastic show today, Sophia. Absolutely. Rick is such a great guest. As always, everyone, make sure to check out Rick Wade on all social media. And uh, I want to thank you all for listening. The show definitely would not be possible without all of you, and I'll talk to you guys again next week. Bye. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to thank callers uh, Moira and Jackie and also, too, in the chat room. Hadassah was in the chat room as well. 1965 is the handle there. And uh, Rick Wade, again, amazing, amazing uh, childhood he lived. His book is The Eleventh Child, and it's available on Amazon.com or wherever you get your uh, – it's actually available on paperbacks and also a Kindle version as well. Rick Wade, um, author of both My Paranormal Obsession, One Man's Journey, and probably would help Moira too as well. The Awakening of a Seer would probably help her too, uh, who called in. And uh, everyone, happy birthday, Sophia. And 24 years old now, you're doing a fantastic job with the show, and uh, we couldn't be happier. And, uh, oh, thanks, I got some roses from Hadassah in the, in the uh, chat room too as well. Uh, upcoming, we have, how much time do we have here actually? Okay, yeah, we do have time here. Okay, we have Paranormal Investigator next week, uh, Saturday the 25th. We have Corbin Bentley, Disney Channel's The Ghost of Molly McGee animated series producers, Bill Motz and Bob Roth. That'll be on the 1st of April. Digital Seance Initiative, author Ron Yacovetti and Paranormal Investigator Lourdes Gonzalez on the 8th of uh, April. Travel Channel Strange World host Christopher Garitano on the 15th of April. You don't want to miss any of these upcoming shows, so we'll see you next week. Hi, this is Debbie at Sion Ghost Adventures. You're listening to The Ghost Host with your host, Sophia Temporelli, on LiveParanormal.com. God bless you all. for joining us on History FM Radio on LiveParanormal.com and History.fm. From paranormal to the unexplained history, it all happens here. Looking to enhance your radio experience? Participate in live interactive chat 24-7 with our radio show hosts and other like-minded people on www.LiveParanormal.com the only interactive social chat room supported by full interactive media. Stop by now and join in on the fun.
With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 